The following is brought to you by the Starfleet Podcast Network, SPN, The Spin. Let's talk about the Starfleet Podcast Network, shall we? Let's do it. <laughs> so, here's what it is. We need a jingle. We definitely need a jingle. A jingle? Mm. Podcast Network. Mm. I could think of something maybe to, to put in that's kind of cool and unique maybe. But first, let me do some introductions. So, I'm Big J with the Beyond Trek Podcast. And how about the two of you introduce yourselves and... The name of your podcast. My name is Alfie, and I am co-host and founder of Star Trek Highly Illogical. We did we started out as a podcast, but now we've evolved into a weekly Star Trek esque pub quiz where we test mine and my co-host Spanner Spencer. Give him a big shout out who isn't here right now, but I'm sure you'll see his uh, dazzling face at some point. Um, <laughs> yeah, we just basically test each other and our chat all things Star Trek. There's no wrong answers. The more highly illogical, the better. Awesome. And Excellent. Yeah. Cool. And I'm Techman16 of Trek Talk with Tech and Kirk. And we are the Not Safe for Work spinoff podcast of a Star Trek mobile game called Star Trek Fleet Command. But... We also discuss all things Star Trek related, and then we swerve into various not safe for work tangents. Oh, so it really specializes in not safe for work, right? Yeah, you know, <laughs> there are episodes where, you know, normally the Star Trek fleet command community is uh, is an older community. I wouldn't say uh, I would say they're more, you know, you know Gen Xers and 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 older. So people can really take what the content we give them, but there are some episodes where I literally have to label that it's not safe for work. You've got to do that to be on the safe side. Well, I mean, usually our podcasts are considered, you know, I I check them as explicit, right? And Mm -hmm. but you know, like we do do, Picard style, like he doesn't. It's not for kids, you know. Got to keep (laughs) doesn't like children away from Picard, (laughs) like you do. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's yeah. Well, the, the next generation Captain Picard style, not not the Star Trek Picard Picard style. Those are different styles. Those are different. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. And, and Alfie, I was on your trivia show last weekend. Last weekend. Last week, yeah. and it was awesome. Oh, it was a lot of fun. Because you guys specialize in that, the trivia side, the live stream. It was it was a lot of fun. It was well. Now, Beyond Trek podcast. You absolutely <laughs> kicked ass. You did so good. You're a crowning hero as of this week. I want to be on there again. Definitely. Because where else am I going to use all this Star Trek knowledge I have? Nowhere. It's hard to apply in day-to-day life. Yeah, so you can, you, can, you can inflict it on people in your day-to-day life. I can. I, I, I make people listen to my stories about Star Trek. You, you mean you don't work on... Warp drive particle accelerators all day? <laughs> no, day. I don't. I work on computers, you know, laptops, technical stuff. No so that, matter. That must, mean, that must mean that your computer voice is Major Roddenberry, right? Well, 
Yes. Right now, this isn't my computer voice, but my computer voice is the computer from Star Trek. <laughs> That's funny, Mitchell. Can you please do your best for, hello, I am computer. <laughs> isn't that like the, the, the original series? I, I can't do a whole lot of different voices. Hello, I'm a robot. That's close to like, that's maybe one of five. That is like the cookie monster. <laughs> oh God, the cookie monster. That's crazy. Well, it, I think uh, he's we do episode reviews. That's, a, that's our main thing at Beyond Trek. It is. Made Star Trek. Oh, got lower decks. You know, I was not. Well, before I go too far into that. So to say a little bit more about this uh, Starfleet podcast network, there are a lot of Star Trek podcasts out there. They're all over the place. Everyone's trying to get their piece of maybe a couple hundred subscribers, a couple dozen views or listens on their podcast. So Techman and myself had this idea of why don't we kind of form sort of like a federation kind of thing where we join together, uh, take some of these smaller Star Trek podcasts out there. We're not going to compete with the big ones, not the huge ones like the Paramount sponsored or the, uh, you know, those, those large podcasts. So I, th- I thought what would be fun. No, it's not was, our aim, really. No, it's not. We're not trying to do that. It's just getting a community together of like-minded fans, but that do, do, do different things on their podcasts. And this was literally one of those, like I fell and hit my head on the toilet kind of ideas. And how often do you do that? That's um, a very graphical representation of how you come up with ideas. <laughs> you had on the toilet, so you're standing, or are you already sitting? Uh, kind of I think I was sitting. Were, were you? Were you? Were you finished? Or, or did it happen before? Like, no, it was. I I don't remember. I think I was at the computer playing games or something, and we're just walking on the hallway, and it just hit me. You on the toilet. Playing computer games? No, the, the, the toilet thing. I think that was from Back to the Future. It wasn't Doc Brown sitting on the toilet trying to fix a clock or hang a clock or something and fell and hit his head. I can't remember oh, the details. Excuse me. I thought you meant you hit your head on the toilet. So no. No, I've already had enough brain damage. So we, we decided we're going to group up and hopefully as we go along, have other Star Trek podcasts that want to work with us because... We still have our own individual separate identities. Like we're not changing our names or anything like that, but our content is going to go through when we have new audio or video content, go through a common YouTube and audio podcast platform, which I thought sounded like a good idea. I mean, what do, what do you guys think being in something if it goes like this? Well, it's a really good idea. Oh, well, I'm glad you like the idea. Tech, no, tech man, how about I you? I, oh, I'm sorry, Alfie, go ahead and explain some words. No, Let me hear it. Let me get the compliment. I just want to meet more people who love track as much as I do and talk about it in whatever capacity is available. You know, stop um, alienating my friends and family who do not give a fuck about Star Trek. And I'm just like, <laughs> come on, you guys, it's so good. Like, why don't you understand? Why don't you get me? And they're like, sorry, these like, these like. Would you say that you're. Would you say that your family says that your head's in the clouds? I know. I wish my head was in the clouds. My head is so far past the clouds. They'd be like, I said to mom, I think my head's in in the clouds. I'd be like, oh, good. Yes. 
Your head is in space. Mine's yeah. up my own ass. Tech, where's Ooh. yours? <laughs> Get your head out of your ass, you know? Out. Where is it? Hmm. <laughs> it's it's somewhere. space is taken. Outer so, space is taken. Um, Big J, uh, mm-hmm. I think you give me a little too much credit for basically it was your idea. You're the one who approached uh, me about this. What do we call it? Federa- confederation? For, for, for anybody who watched Picard. Uh, uh, yeah, there's a lot of niche content for Star Trek. And it's not a huge ba- fan base. Um, it's not not like more popular titles, but there's obviously things to be said. There's there's things to be talked about, and and it's great to have you know like-minded Trekkies effectively come together to form a, a bigger network. And you know, hopefully, the sum of the parts is greater than the whole, or the the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. I can't remember how that saying goes. It's something like that. Yeah, you know, you're close. Infinite yeah. diversity and lots of ways. Infinite diversity and infinite combinations. Wasn't that it? Thank you. Yeah. Talking about track. (laughs) Yeah. That actually never made sense to me, but I'm not a Vulcan. It probably makes more sense to the Vulcan. Infinite combination. Why why doesn't it make sense? Well, if you have infinite diversity and infinite combinations, then the same thing. Potentially, you know, as we know the way biology works is that there's only a certain combination that works to proliferate. And so when you have it, you can have an infinite number, but that data doesn't represent anything. It's just a matter of like which one actually works. So one in a hundred trillion. That's when the combinations come to get people. Yeah, but most of those combinations don't actually do anything. So I I never understood that whole, what they were trying to tell us. Focus on the experimentation with the possibilities of things that might. I I can see what you're saying. You know, I honestly, I never put a whole lot of thought into it like you did. And now that I think about that, mm, it's one of those existential crisis things, you know. But yeah, I, I think that it's one of those things where I will understand it after we're done talking like when you were trying to remember an idea that you had or remember someone's name always happens way after the fact but this is what i like about working with you guys already so far is the different pieces of star trek that we focus on because i know on on our end with beyond trek podcast we would love to have been able to talk some more about the gaming side or have a trivia show, but it's just no, never really materialized. But as people, as subscribers start spending that more of that time with the Starfleet podcast network, they can get that combination of stuff. It's, it's not just one straight, you know, these are, these are episode reviews all the time. Some specialty projects we're always seeing or listening to trivia shows uh, or the, talk about Star Star Trek Fleet Command. It's more of a variety. It's a variety of things, which I I think would be pretty exciting. Now, this isn't something that we've done before. Then really, I haven't done before. So, it's probably going to go through some 
growth and changes, things like that, um, readjustments as we go along. But, you know, it's, I like. Just we're exploring new, we're strange new worlds. Exploring strange new podcasts to seek out. <laughs> new life and new viewers. That's right. Totally new life and new viewers. Where no Trekkies have gone. Well, that I, was... I think it's exactly where every Trekkie has gone before. Down the rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. you want to talk about going down a rabbit hole. There have been conversations I've had where I stop and ask myself, how did I get here? Where am I at? What were we talking about that had me go right into this hole? And how do I get out of it? It happens yeah, all the time. So usually what happens on... Go what? What's that? What ha- that happens on our show all the time. And oh, yeah. shout out to my guys, Kurt, Boom, Handy. Uh, Good. I'm Boom, on- Handy. Is that three? Yeah, three three dudes. I thought I thought Boom was kind of like a... No, it's short like for... Word in between, for, like Kurt, Boom, Handy. Like- no, no. So, Strange Kurt, Handy, and Boom Slang. Those are the other co-hosts of our show. No more questions. I just want to give them a shout out because... They're good guys, and they help they help grow what we started. And uh, usually, they go off on a tangent, and I'm the <laughs> one that usually has to rein them in. So now that we're all here and we're all Trek nerds, we're just going to go on all sorts of tangents. We're going to live in the world of tangents, right? You know, I mean, this whole thing was just to talk about what the Starfleet Podcast Network is, and now we're going down the rabbit hole. You know, you see, it happens. That quick card versus TNG. (laughs) Well, this is what happens when you get Star Trek fans in the same room together. We go from, okay, we're just going to spend a few minutes talking about this thing. And then suddenly, why are we talking about how fresh gawk is better than refrigerated and playing on food language? I'm I'm glad you've eaten gawk before. I'd like to try it. To let us know. To let us know. By the way, I've always I've always wanted to ask: Is it really hard for people to do this? It's not. I, no, I, I. We actually talked about this on on the show earlier tonight. Mine does like like a creepy hand first before it goes into it. Like you, <laughs> like Smeagol. My precious. Oh, stuck. Yeah, exactly. So you the hand. Feet, broke. <laughs> broke. This I, one is just now. There, there are some out there that can't do that. I, I would like to. Okay, if you can't do the the Vulcan greeting, the you know hand thing, I want to hear. I want to hear about that. I want to hear from those folks. Yeah. Like what What is it that makes that difficult? Is it just a you know the fingers don't bend that way? It's a what everyday life like. How do you get get on also, with this ailment? Also, if you want to do something really funny. And uh, work your hand muscles at the same time. Just switch off. Well, okay. Yes. Sorry. My my head was going into the gutters there. <laughs> Suddenly was about to turn not safe for work. I thought, okay, this is going to be. Can we make a little music video? One of those. Doing that, like to like some tune. Like. The Ballad of Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> yeah, we could do it. I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure it'll be a meme somewhere. <laughs> I have actually written a Star Trek rap, but I'll say that. Oh, please, no, not rap, not Star Trek rap. I can't, do, no, I can't do it. I can't cope with it. Another time will be as punishment, clearly. So that would be punishment. 
like a Star Trek country song or, or Star Trek mumble rap. Okay, I can change the genre of the song, but I will keep the rap for punishment in the back. <laughs> that's, that's like worse than waterboarding. I imagine it would be. You can't take Star Trek and try to combine it with that. It just wouldn't work, would it? Nah. I mean, it depends on the definition of rap. If I use the word very loosely, I'm not trying to, to make any sort of, you know, poetic statement at all. But I just, you know, it's more like Star Trek poetry for children is probably the best way to describe it. Okay. Like there once was a girl from Venus. Her body was shaped like a, you know, from Enterprise TNG. No, TNG second episode. The the crew got all like drunk ish. In fact, I thought that was the, I thought that was the third episode. The whole uh, poly water thing. Well, it depends on how you. The original airing of Encounter at Farpoint was like counted as episode one and two, even though it aired as a two part together episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's so what I okay. that's always tricky is, is it kind of, is that whole thing counted as episode one? And then number two is what the Maybe episode now. after encounter at fire point or is part one, episode one and part two is episode two. And then, I, I episode three is this can't be the this can't be the, 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 the most pressing issues going on. You're right. Well, see, no, whose most, fault was that? Who got us there? No, the most pressing <laughs> you did, by the way, and the you most did? pressing issue yeah. is how is data how is data affected by polywater? He's an android. I think by that was polywater. Yeah, the polywater. You know that that made mm -hmm. him and Sasha have relations. How? Fully how functional relations. Yeah, and he's an android. Um, so oh, I I will say that out of universe, it of course was one of those things where the character of Data was new and they're still trying to figure out how to portray him. Oh, what's that on your clipboard? Functional program <laughs> and program multiple Fully techniques. Functional program multiple techniques. I can't believe you just happen to have that on a clipboard. We were talking about it, and well, you just, just happened to have that to pull out. <laughs> What's that? I replicated it while you. You lie. I believe it replicated it. She's, she's got a matter synthesizer. Yeah, I think part of it is just not really exactly sure yet in regards to the direction of the character and how it's going to be portrayed. But in universe, I would say, hmm. But they definitely wanted it to be sexy. They really made it clear they wanted it to be sexy. Star Trek was going to be sexy. In well, movie. and this was the 80s. A lot of How weird stuff happened in the 80s. Wait, well, Star Trek was sexy in the 60s. I mean, have, have you it guys was. seen all the outfits the women wore? The miniskirts? Yeah. It, well, just very much every alien that was a woman. Like, very much a product of his time. Yeah. You know. Very, very sexy. But I think the sexiest is probably Enterprise. Really? Well, they were trying to make enterprises. They were trying to appeal to a demographic that I don't think really existed. I don't know why they thought was there, but that, that um, gel, the body gel that they had to rub on each other's bodies. Oh yeah, the whole body gel thing. Like it just it doesn't work. Yeah. It didn't work. I I see what they were going for, what they were trying to do, but mm, 
I, I, no well, one's going to Star Trek for now, sexy TV. I guess it was, it's it's different when you're looking at it now as an adult versus when when initially watching it as a kid. The, the perspectives are a little different. It's like now now I could see all the things that they were trying to do in Enterprise was trying to appeal to a to a yeah to a sexier demographic I guess. Whereas back then when I was watching it, it's, it's like oh yeah, it's Star Trek. It was it predated. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, the uh, transporter filters. So obviously, they, whatever they had to pick up, they had to. Oh well, yeah. You know, yeah. so there was a was very like, with pajamas, like yeah, silvery, sparkly pajamas. But I think the way, absolutely, they had to use the bio decontamination gel or whatever. But the way they did it and presented it was like the shirtless volleyball scene in Top Gun. You know, let, let's just focus on the. The physique, the sex appeal, the getting the the Trek fans that are, I guess, into that kind of thing. The you know, those of us that too much. It was just, it, it was, was a bit much. much. It was well, they were they were trying to continue that whole. You know, there was kind of a break, right? Because in, in TNG, you had Deanna Troy wearing a cat suit. Yep. DS Nine did, didn't really have anybody like that, and then nope. Voyager comes along, and you get. Seven, seven of nine, nine. Mm-hmm. and so yet they wanted to continue that with T'Pol, right? So he had that kind of natural. He had Wesley Crusher in TNG. He wore a cat suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just yeah. thinking DS Nine. I think Kira's outfit was probably a little bit on that. We want a tight outfit, sex appeal kind yeah, of thing. Um, yeah, but but it but it was you know there, there was some functionality to that uniform as opposed to being super skin tight. Yes. Oh, um, the, the outfits I think that were the most provocative in DS9 were probably the um, Dora sisters. Oh yeah, little. You mean the cleavage sisters? Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, and you know, it's if you go back and, and look at it, '90s Trek. With Rick Berman and Brandon Braga behind the reins was certainly very um, special, I guess I would say. (laughs) And lots of stories you'll hear about the chauvinistic side of the uh, producers there, especially those two guys. That was one of the big reasons why Gates McFadden left after the first season. There were a few things. It was. You don't hear the best about um, Roddenberry. No. uh, We won't won't get into that. Um, That's a whole other episode. A a whole volcano's worth of uh, content that's far too nuanced, even for my huge brains. (laughs) Well, you know, at the the, uh, expense of sounding like a person who doesn't care. It's hard to compare Why different eras. Like I don't care? Sorry, I no, did, no. did not mean to talk about this. I don't care. <laughs> obviously, I care very much. No, I'm just saying, like comparing today's standards to what the TV was back then, or to to what people were doing backstage. It, it's, you know, I mean, I don't agree with it, but it's nothing's also changed. Comparing. Our favorite creators now are getting arrested, like Rick and Morty, a guy. Like it's, it's like I don't think much has changed really, or at least it's being exposed uh, a little. Bit well, again, now it's being, until now, again, now it's being more exposed. But back then, it was 
Unfortunately, it was the norm. Doesn't mean it's right. Let me be very clear about that. Doesn't mean it's right. I'm just saying that's. It's just what it was. We can't hold shows made 20, 30 years ago to today's standards. You're right. Oh, there's so much that would not be aired today compared to when it was then. Back then, it was more normal, or at least it fit. Yeah. You know, the episode that really comes to mind is Beverly and a Ghost. No, no. Why does every damn Star Trek conversation have to... No. Why does everyone always bring that up? God, I'm trying trying to get that out of my head. And we always circle back around to that. It's horrible. I think I think that out of all the episodes of Star Trek, and there's a lot of episodes of new Star Trek that I don't like, but out of all the episodes of Star Trek, all 900, whatever, 16 movies, that one was absolutely the worst. Think about this. Oh, 100%. I want, I want you guys. Undeniable. Undeniable. Yeah, you're right. It's just so stupid and pointless and ruins pressure and so much about like the the respect of Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would sit, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I would sit through more scenes of Michael Burnham crying in a little battlefield than watch Beverly and her ghost. I would rather watch a Keiko O'Brien episode than to have to sit through the Beverly and the ghost thing. <laughs> So think about this, because I talked about this one other time where the ghost episode was talked about. So this episode, this scene was thought about, talked about, written. You said this last week on my show. Storyboarded. I did. That's when I said, okay, my, I'm telling you, brain's gone. But they went through the entire process that they go through, talking about it, writing it, storyboarding it, filming it, directing it acting in it nobody stopped and said you know uh, they probably shouldn't and i bet it went through multiple takes just (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's right (laughs) now now gates look more aroused look a little more closer to this ghost is giving you the big o really get into it get into this scene let's do another take all right take 37 action (laughs) Well, how often do you guys, let's talk about this. How often do you guys usually do content? Has it, uh, is it usually like a weekly thing? Have you been doing that for, when did you start? Has it been a couple years? Because I can tell you Beyond Trek, we started in June of uh, 2019 and have gone through a few different uh, sort of iterations as we changed and adjusted and did different formats. And uh, usually during the seasons of any of the shows, we'll do a weekly podcast review. So for you guys, what would you say is kind of your, how often are you putting out content for your uh, viewers and listeners? So you were, you're about to tell us about uh, uh, Alfie, how long highly logical has been around and how often you guys put up content. So, highly logical the podcast. Um, uh, we like to, the critically ignored podcast. We like to call it. Um, <laughs> has been around for eighteen months, and then our live stream has probably been going about uh, maybe eight months to a year now. Uh, we moved over to from doing just the podcast regularly to the live stream, um, just to change things up a bit and we've got like a really like awesome um 
community of people that would join the chat and participate in the quiz that we do. We did have, we on our podcast, we did have a game put a section at the end of the podcast, uh, each episode related to the topic of the podcast. So we always pick um, a topic and we still pick a topic now for our quiz. So each week we'll pick a new topic, either from the chat we'll um, suggest one or we will just pull something out of our ass. And then we do a quiz testing each other on uh, our knowledge pertaining to the particular subject in question. Um, the rounds kind of, uh, all the mix of loads of different games like family feud style or like um, picture rounds or we'll do fast, fast rounds or audio rounds, video rounds. We try and mix it up as best as we can. Sometimes with our acting, our Shakespearean Picard will come out and embarrass us tremendously. Well, Tech, how about you on your side? Oh, I'm here. Yeah, so Trek Talk is recorded uh, every week on Sundays. Uh, but when it gets released, usually there's uh, anywhere between a month to two month lag time. And I think that's a uh, somewhat Can interesting. Can you say all that again? Because speakers weren't working. I didn't oh, hear couldn't hear. Really oh, okay. Oh, okay. Let's hear it again. Yeah. So, so Trek Talk is reported weekly on Sunday mornings. And Sunday mornings, you know, uh, Pacific slash Eastern time. Um, and the content is then released maybe about oh, a month or two months later, depending on how quickly we can get it processed. And the interesting part about that is in the in the game itself, a week can seem like a very long time. And so when you start hearing about content that was a month or two months old, you start remembering, oh yeah, this happened or this conflict happened with these people over here. And that was really funny because X, Y, and Z happened. Um, and so our content is, is uh, filled with content regarding the game and how, you know, most often updates that are released in the game aren't great. They're usually broken to begin with, mm -hmm. uh, but they get better over time. But the community really emphasizes certain things. And, you know, the, 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 the digital overlords sometimes acknowledge us. So most of the time they don't. They just, well, that's do nice. Thing. Um, and, you know, I mean, for them, the most important part is we keep spending money and people do. That's, there's a lot of, there's that's a lot what they're of, all about in that game. It's all yeah. about the money. Just, how do you pronounce it? Uh, Scopely or Scopelli? Scopely? Yeah, Scopely. Scopely. Yeah. They're only a Ferengi company. Pretty much. I think all companies are Ferengi companies. I don't think there's really altruistic, futuristic type of companies. What about nonprofits? That would be kind of absurd to a Ferengi. Nonprofit. Um, oh, no profit. Know, technically, insur insurance companies are nonprofits. So, you know how that yeah. works. I was just, I was just being, I was exaggerating on the word profit. Yeah. <laughs> no, obviously. So yeah, the, the content, uh, and, it, and it varies, right? We do all sorts of topics, you know, the game. We really got involved on this drama kick where a lot of drama happens because the game is very social between either servers or alliances or just in general people making trouble mm -hmm. or a variety of like are there like 
name, like big names or like established characters within the community from having, you know, all this kind of crazy in, interconnected stories and lore just about the game itself? No, it's, it's more like, so the game itself is not really Star Trek game. It's, it's more like a, a war game where you point, click and shoot. Uh, and it's, it's got Star Trek trade dress on it effectively. And so effectively what happens is there are, there are a few things you do. You can farm or kill uh, NPCs or, or non-player characters. So they're just ships in random systems. Uh, you can kill uh, other players or, and then you can mine. And then so a lot of uh, conflicts usually resolve. Farm, around. mine, kill. Yeah. So a lot of conflict usually resolves in people mining and other people wanting to take your stuff while you're mining. And so a lot of conflict arises from that because you only have your cargo only has so much protected cargo and the rest of it is overprotected. And so if somebody hits you and you're over the protected limit, then they take all of that stuff that is not protected. And so a lot of people get upset over things of that nature. Um, and then you have your own star base, which has resources and it can also be over the protected limit. In fact, most of the time it is. Can you and so trade you, any of your resources? You can't trade. There's no player trade. economy because no. that would defeat Scopely's purpose of having this be a strict money making game for them. And yeah, so, so it is it is one of the most expensive mobile games probably ever to play simply because once you progress to a high enough level, you need to spend about um, $1,000, roughly speaking, to upgrade one out of eight or nine or ten components of one but ship. Why would you do that? Well, not selling this to me. Why the hell would you do that? <laughs> it appeals to people that have like that gambling addiction, I think. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Hey, you hit those paywalls. It's like either you're done playing people if you want to continue. spend the money mm -hmm. and they're willing to be the top dog and they're uh, they're willing to, you know, either wreak havoc or keep order. Yeah. It gives them meaning. Then, 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 then that's cool. But okay. in the name of Star Trek, they slap the name Star Trek on it to <laughs> to help with that money. That's where their purpose of using that IP is. How much can we squeeze out of the player base? And you know that's so anti Star Trek. That's so anti mm -hmm. yeah. Of course it is. Except if you're Brangy. I mean, now now they've released content called the Alliance Starbase. So not only do you mine, but your alliance can mine, you know, uh, various colored you, yarn, you can get yarn ball. Well, it it mines plasma or whatever it's called to upgrade itself so that you can unlock more research in the game so you can make your stuff better. And uh, in the name of Star Trek, you can insult another alliance's starbase. Yeah. Mine, mine that dilithium. <laughs> yeah, dilithium. <laughs> so, see, see, the thing is, back in the day, so the game has really evolved, by the way. Um, to, to, to say good things about the game is that 
it's evolved to a better a better state. There's a lot more sleek content. There's a lot of uh, new IP or not not. It used to be a Kelvin timeline game, and then mm. when when Viacom and CBS and Paramount all merged, remerged into one, and everything was was put back under one umbrella. Uh, Scopely was able to license all the other content. So we have TNG, we have TOS, uh, DS9, RCAP and Lower Decks, things of that nature. So there's a lot of really cool content. There's a, a really a lot of really cool ships and a lot of things that they put in into this game is uh, way better than what the game was initially. Much better than what the game was initially. I, I, will, I will credit them that 100%. And probably more expensive. It's a lot more expensive. But... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's like uh, back in the day, you had to mine dilithium. And now there is absolutely zero, zero way you can mine enough dilithium to upgrade all the components. No, not even close. Your mining, your mining rate, just, just to be clear, your mining rate is like at maximum could be about, let's say 10,000 dilithium an hour. To upgrade one of my components, and I'm a mid-level player, so to upgrade one of my components is 15 million dilithium. Right. And now if I want to get into more research, 48 million dilithium, 127 million dilithium, right? Not to mention if you're at a, if you're at the high end, you know, at the, the high end of the uh of the pay scale, if you will, your stuff is 2.9 billion, 6.4 billion. If you get up into the 60s, you might be looking at um, you know, one trillion dilithium that you got to spend on on a research note. So there's no way you can mine that stuff. The game is literally unplayable to people that don't want to spend the money. What about cloning? Cloning? Like in, in what way? Well, if you cloned yourself. Oh. <laughs> you can have five miners or six miners or seven miners but it's how it's, many big j's do i need to not have to spend money on this game how many big j's not enough mm. it would not be that, that's not going to get you too far well when you know the the important answer well alfie that's sure. going to be a trivia question that sounds it should be a trivia be. question how many big j's do you need to be a level 60 in star trek we can <laughs> find out next week yes Alfie, what got highly illogical? Your podcast switched over to doing weekly trivia. Um, good question. Because that, that's a pretty interesting shift. Um, so we on our original podcast, as I, as I mentioned before, we did have a game section at mm -hmm. the end related to the topic of that episode, and we were finding that that part of it we always had the most fun doing um, rather than going through the law and the fun facts and sort of just general nonsense jibber jabber around, around a particular topic. We always like, kind of look forward to doing the game, the game section mm -hmm. the most. And, you know, that also resonated, I think with our audience at the time. Um, so we just honed in on that. We honed in on that and um, we wanted to try doing the live stream um, because we were, we were engaged with it, with the sub up and coming platform uh, called Bolt, uh, Bolt Plus, and they're an emerging web free um, uh, streaming platform. And we thought we'd just give it a go on that because they were they were look, like looking into specialized communities, niche communities, and we were doing the podcast anyway. And the live stream, 
yeah, it was cool. I mean, we don't have to edit edit it, so <laughs> it was. Uh, and Bolt's pretty not, cool. It was easier to produce. It's not easy to produce because we still put a lot of work in, sort of like the, the preparation, and we kind of try and implement as many assets as possible and multimedia and make it kind of more make it flashy, more interactive as possible as well. And we we get kicks out of that. So, um, yeah, and 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 Spanner and I we. We we just we just kind of you know take the piss out of each other. We we don't take ourselves or or it very seriously at all. I mean, we take Star Trek very seriously, but the show uh, we just um, we just there to spread the love and have fun and also see who is the smartest and knows the most about Star Trek <laughs> in all of the Alpha Quadrant. Definitely not me or Spanner. Maybe Spanner. 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 No, no, it's neither of us. Big J, you're probably up for it, though. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Alpha Quadrant, has anybody ever noticed that on the Star Trek map that Earth is located right at the center point of the Alpha and the Beta Quadrant? I have. So how how can we say that the soul system is in the Alpha Quadrant when Earth is, like, right in the middle? You're right. It does not make sense. I, I've really never thought that that made a lot of sense. Like, you know, if it's before... The- Slightly, it goes to whichever side. Depends on the, the depends on the year, right? Half like, the year it's in the alpha quadrant, half the year it's in the beta quadrant. That sounds fair. That sounds fair. It's like a leap year, but a leap year for the galaxy. Well, to tell you a little bit about Beyond Trek podcast. So when we started, <clears throat> excuse me. When we started, the last thing we wanted to do was to be like every other Star Trek podcast that's created, which is an episode review show. And probably starts with something like, we're going to review the top 10 episodes of The Next Generation. Okay, that's really original. Not. Uh, So we wanted to do something different, kind of like pre-scripted audio dramas, uh, just sort of off the wall kind of different things and stories uh we would still talk about anything that was in the in the news like the uh, uh star trek conventions if there was any passing of characters in the un- unfortunate characters actors if there's the unfortunate of that we would talk about that and kind of give a um you know an, an homage to that that person in their role in their life we would we basically try to do anything we could come up with except reviewing episodes all the time because we just felt that everyone was doing that. And speaking of which is data finally dead? Like did he finally die? Data is finally like finally dead. Yes. Like we're not we're not gonna have another death fake out. No, no, we, we shouldn't. But it's interesting you bring up Picard. So the day that that was announced that uh, Patrick Stewart was coming back as Jean-Luc Picard and that first trailer from Picard, we got together and, and we talked and said, do we really want to just stick our thumb at reviewing episodes? Because now, and at the time discovery was, was really kind of, we didn't want to, it was very divisive at that time. It was around the first, you know, uh, second season. So, still is. 
we didn't want to jump into that shit show, but when Picard was coming back, we kind of decided this is going to be what everyone's watching and talking about. If we want to be current or relevant, we're just going to have to give in and do episode reviews and jump on that train. But we could still find a way to make it special and unique for us. Just add our own thing and kind of our own flavor to it, which we like and we have fun. And there are things that, that we do that is the reason why people tune in for us. But like I said, and this seems like the experience for all of us, Star Trek podcasts are very fat in the tail. There's a lot of them and we're all fighting over the same small niche demographic of science fiction fans that like Star Trek. So, and we kind of, we kind of hit that point where it just felt like posting on Facebook about our stuff and on Twitter only go so far because I think the, the thing that is the takeaway, at least that I feel is takeaway when people see this is, Oh, not another Star Trek podcast. You know what I mean? It's kind of an eye roller when you hear about it. And that was one of the names we tossed around before settling on the Starfleet Podcast Network was not another Star Trek podcast. <laughs> but you know, I, I totally agree with you, but I also think that this is a really good opportunity to almost like bring together awesome Star Trek content and have it not so like, um, you know, people are like, oh, not another Star Trek podcast. It's more of like, okay, well, this is this channel, this channel is going to have all kinds of different Star Trek stuff that um, is like one place to find it. And you never know, you'll be surprised about what kind of random Star Trek shit that's going to pop up on the channel. Mm-hmm. Albeit, we're it might Star be an episode. We're not Star Trek shit, you know. You come come for the Star Trek shit and, you know, leave listening to us talking about Pokemon or something. <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> like, got to catch them all, whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like the STDs. Got to catch them all. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. There's only, there's only nine. Idea. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the amount of podcasts we have. There's there's 900 of them in, in, in your Pokedex or the Starfleet Podcast Network. You can find them all. Right? Yeah. yeah. Hopefully it will grow like that. Yeah. Find find others. Well, and that raises a good point. Alfie, you guys today on your live stream had a podcast group that focuses on the music in Star Trek. And that was the first thing I, I thought was, wow, that would be an awesome if they were to to want to join something like this, because that's another gap that fills. We're kind of like a Venn diagram for each other. We overlap in certain things, but then you start spreading out into what we specialize in, and none of the three My of us. Diagrams are Yeah, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> but the, the couple of the gaps that we still have is book reviews, the musical side, things like that. So that's how you grow your audience is you put us together, so that hopefully we kind of turn it into a kind of a one-stop shop or if anything at least create something that gets a few more likes on facebook and that's it just want a few more likes that's all i want i just i I want a couple of these likes to turn into subscribers and it hasn't two little likes yeah can i get a like 
please, whoever's Have watching fun. this video, please like, comment, subscribe below. We've got all these family, all friends, and you know, it's like, come on, guys, help us out. So that's I just I'm like this. I'm just gonna throw it in the garbage. That microphone, yeah, just get rid of it. I like those glasses. Put those glasses on again. The ones that kind of look like Jordy's visor. Ooh. Yeah, these are my LaForge's by LaForge. Nice. So <laughs> everyone's everyone's heard a little bit more about us, our history, what we're doing, what we're going to do here. So we encourage everyone to spread the news. You've got a Star Trek podcast network, which is going to be comprised of individual unique podcasts like Trek Talk, Highly Logical, and Beyond Trek. Hopefully, as we go along, we have others that want to join up with us. So thank you. And guys, thank you too for sitting down and doing this. I know traversing across time zones to get coordinated is a tough thing, but we're all here for the same purpose, our love and enjoyment of Star Trek. So good night, good day, and live long and prosper. Super excited.